From the studios of BYU Broadcasting, this is Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Trey Hatch. This recent year, I had the great pleasure of enjoying some jazz, as do many of you, uh, and I got to go to a few jazz clubs back east. And while in New York, I was uh, at Arthur's Tavern listening to Sweet Georgia Brown and at Terra Blues hearing Lucky Peterson and his band play and had the great pleasure of uh, hearing his wife as she did a walk-on appearance at that club as well. Uh, following that in St. Louis, I was at uh, the Beale on Broadway, the venerated St. Louis Blues Club, and got to hear Kim Massey the first night, walked out of there for her final set at 2 o'clock in the morning. Two nights later, went and heard Eric Guitar Davis, who came down from Chicago to do a few sets, and his final set ended at 4 o'clock in the morning. I love going to parts of the country where there is incredible, exceptional jazz, and today we get to hear some awesome jazz as well. So it is with great pleasure that I welcome the Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band and our special guest artist, John Gunther, to the program. Founded 30 years ago by Professor Steve Call of the BYU School of Music, the Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band plays New Orleans-style jazz and concertizes throughout the United States and Canada. This award-winning ensemble recently returned from the Sacramento Traditional Jazz Festival, where they won nearly every instrumental award in the collegiate division. They perform and compete at international jazz festivals and in venues as diverse as the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, D.C., two high school auditoriums. This hour, clarinetist and saxophonist John Gunther joins the band. He's visiting from the University of Colorado Boulder, where he's an associate professor of jazz studies. And he's toured with several notable ensembles, including the Woody Herman Orchestra, the Vanguard Jazz Orchestra, and the Maria Schneider Orchestra. He's also the author of the book, Playing the Saxophone Inside and Out. And we'll get to talk with him a few times during this program. But first, I'd like to introduce the rest of the band so we can get to some music. Dr. Steve Call will conduct and play a bit of trombone. Jory Woodis is on the clarinet and saxophone, Osti Robinson on trumpet, Curtis Biggs on trombone, Zach Wiggins on piano and vocals, Zoe Jorgensen on bass, and Jesse Quebman Turley on drums. So let's get right to it. Let's hear some great tracks. Our first number is The Albatross by Dick Carey, and the second is probably my all-time favorite jazz number by Jimmy McHugh and Dorothy Fields on the sunny side of the street. Thank you. 
You've been listening to The Albatross by Dick Carey, played by the Jazz Lexi- Legacy Dixieland Band, rather. And we just finished On the Sunny Side of the Street, a Jimmy McHugh and Dorothy Fields tune. I'm Trey Hatch. You're listening to Highway 89 on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This hour does feature the Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band with our special guest artist, John Gunther on clarinet and sax. Dr. Call, welcome to the program. Happy to be here. I want to introduce you a little bit to our listeners. Dr. Call is a professor in the BYU School of Music. He teaches tuba, euphonium, jazz piano, and jazz studies. Recently, he was the featured tuba soloist in Hungary and Croatia with the Star of the North Concert Band of St. Paul, Minnesota. So let's talk a little bit about the band. You organized this band when you first came to the BYU faculty. I know Utah at that time may not have been thought of as a hotbed for jazz. So what was your impetus for forming the band? Well, I grew up just loving Dixieland jazz. Uh, and uh, whenever I'd see, as a, as a kid, I'd see the Lawrence Welk show or something, and they'd have this special kind of band sometimes with a clarinet, a trumpet, and a trombone and a cook and rhythm section, and that just always turned me on. I didn't know what it was, but as I, as I grew up and became familiar with different forms of jazz, I understood that it was New Orleans-style jazz, and it was the music that I really wanted to play and specialize in. So tell us a little bit about this music specialty of the music of the 20s and 30s. You referenced the Dixieland jazz. At that time, was there a real divergence of jazz as it came down the Mississippi from the, from the north to the south? Or was, was it sort of a hodgepodge of different Dixieland music? And, and what are you drawing from primarily this for this This was band? the first jazz. It, it evolved in New Orleans in the first uh, decade of the 20th century. And it grew out of uh, the marching band tradition, where uh, during the Civil War there were a, a number of Union... Uh, March uh, Union military bands because New Orleans was captured early in the war, and uh, the the people there, including the freed freed enslaved people, uh, really related to this kind of martial music. And when they had an opportunity to get musical instruments and and imitate this style, this is what they came up with. They would play the same marches except they would improvise them rather than read the music. And this, it, it, came, it turned into just kind of a group improvisation kind of music. And this was the first jazz. Now, I've heard some of those uh, March-influenced jazz kinds of tunes and lilts coming uh, through the streets of New Orleans right. just in a funeral march, uh-huh. even still today. That's and part some of that of tradition. Traditional indeed. local yeah. celebrations. So uh, tell me how a student goes, uh, comes about being in the band. Is this an audition band, or do you, are they invited? What, what's the process? Well, they audition... And then they're usually invited to join the band the second year they audition. So we we try to keep the they band practice going with one audition with the same people as 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 much as possible. And 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 a good number of the band of, are in their second year. Uh, some are in their third year playing with the band. So we've all heard the uh, the the funny term that those who can't do teach. But in this case. Uh, Anybody who teaches jazz always loves to play, loves to perform, and That's you right. likewise are a player in the band known as the New Hot Five. That's correct. And I know that includes actually some of your former students uh, from the Jazz Legacy Dixie. In fact, band. they are all former students. Wow. So you've come full circle then. Yep. <laughs> By creating a, great, a whole wonderful a whole thing troop. to be able to be best friends and uh, musical colleagues with my former students. What do you find most rewarding about inspiring a lot of young people to go into music? I think uh, the fact that especially the kind of music we're playing is so happy and it brings so much joy to people, especially people of an older generation. Uh, it, it just is so gratifying to be able to teach students to play music that brings so much joy to other people. And do you come from any particular jazz influence? Is there anybody out there that you heard when you were coming up and you were starting to play that just grabbed you and you oh, want to yeah. emulate? Yeah. Uh, when I was uh, a child, I'd listen to the radio. We had a local radio station in the little town where I grew up in Brigham City. And every night they had a program called Candlelight on Silver. I had no idea what that meant, but it was essentially dinner music. But they'd always play these records with this lots of string instruments when one lonely trumpet in the middle playing these beautiful melodies. 
and I would just love the sound of that horn. And later on, I discovered that that was Bobby Hackett, and he became my kind of my musical hero and and a model for playing this style of jazz. He was played not only these commercial records that were very popular, but uh, he was one of the top traditional jazz musicians of his time. Right. Bobby Hackett, very iconic. So let's get to some of these great jazz tunes that we want to hear. Uh, our next number will be There Will Be Some Changes Made. This is a Benton Overstreet and Billy Higgins tune, and we get to hear some vocals on this by our jazz pianist, Zach Wiggins. And we're also going to hear the karaoke by Vincent Humans. change in the weather and a change in the sea and from now on there'll be a change in me my walk will be different my talk and my name nothing about me is gonna be the same i'm gonna change the way i'm living and if that ain't enough i'll even change the way i stretch my stuff because nobody wants someone who's all passe There'll be some changes made today. There'll be some changes made. change my way of living and if that ain't enough I'll even change the way I strut my stuff cause nobody wants someone who's all passe there'll be some changes made today there'll be some changes made
Welcome back. This is Highway 89 on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Trey Hatch. This program features a wide variety of musical styles, and I think this probably is the most toe-tapping episode we've ever had. I'd like to welcome John Gunther to the program to introduce you a little bit, John, to our audience. Uh, John is a member of the Denver-based jazz group Convergence, and he's recorded or performed with John Abercrombie, Buddy DeFranco, Dizzy Gillespie, Tom Harrell, Dewey Redmond, and Joe Williams. He's the special guest of the Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band of BYU. And I'd like to start off by mentioning that you began playing saxophone uh, in the third grade, and you enjoyed it so much that I guess even a broken arm couldn't uh, deter you. Tell me a little bit about that, would you, John? That's right. I I just started playing in the third grade and was swinging on the tree on the neighbor's yard. I guess I was swinging and fell and broke my arm, and and I just was so excited about playing that I I took my saxophone to the emergency room and said, please, can you figure out how to set this so I can still play? And and they managed to do that. And you continued to play (laughs) that summer? I I I kept on playing that summer, yeah. Well, I wasn't swinging in the tree anymore after that. (laughs) (laughs) Kept your swinging on the ground with your instrument? Right, right. 
So I understand that when you first started out, uh, you were introduced to the blues scale. Tell us a little bit about that and yeah, how it differs. Well, well, there was a group of musicians in uh, the suburb of Denver, Aurora, where I grew up at the time, who started an after-school jazz program. And they, uh, one of the ways they taught us was to teach us a blues scale and uh, taught us a 12-bar blues and said, here, here you go, folks, uh, dig in, have at it. And I thought that was a great way to start playing, to be improvising right away. And for our listeners who may not know what a blues scale is, will you play us a blues scale and then maybe play some other kinds of scales so that we can hear the difference? Sure. So a blues scale would sound like this. And if I just take those notes and mix them up, I can start getting some nice melodies out of that. And a, a scale that, uh, here's a harmonic minor scale that sounds a little different than that. So uh, um, that's another nice way to learn to make some melodies, especially for a kid just starting out and you give them a few kind of building blocks to go from. John Gunther, tell us what instrument you're playing so our, our listeners can understand what it is I'm hearing right now. This is my tenor saxophone. Okay. All right. So from that inspiration, from learning to play around with that blues scale, you went on uh, to play some real gigs. Mm -hmm. I understand you had a, a fashion flair about these real gigs. <laughs> um, there, tell us a little bit about your sequin days. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, there was a, a woman named Joy Kaler who uh, had her own band in the 40s and settled in Denver, and um, just one of these great teachers and educators who want, who's worked to pass on the music, much like uh, Steve Call, um, started a, a band in the area for high school musicians to join, and we did gigs all around the Denver area. Um, and one of the things, uh, we were a very showy band, so we had peak pink sequined vests and also gold lame uh, jackets that we wore from time to time. And we were playing the great swing music of Benny Goodman and Count Basie and Duke Ellington and, and also getting a gig every weekend. And it was just a great experience performing. Did you let it on to any of your friends that this was your costume for your weekend we, we, activity? We kept that on the down low, you know, to our, our, the rest of our friends. We didn't, we didn't wear that to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not showing those photos off at, on, on school. Right. Well, let's get to some music, John Gunther. We are going to be hearing the great tune, Honeysuckle Rose, by Thomas Fatzwaller. And following that, we're going to hear this band play Lester Leaps In by Lester Young. Thank you. 
John Gunther is a composer and multi-read instrumentalist. He teaches jazz improvisation, jazz arranging, and conducts large and small jazz ensembles and the saxophone at the University of Colorado Boulder. So, John, I know you grew up in Colorado, but then you, you moved back east. Tell us a little bit about that progression. Sure, I, I um, catch um, your breath here. Yeah, I got to catch my breath. That was Jory Woodis on a saxophone there, boy. Blew some licks on that. Yeah, one. Um, I uh, um, uh, did did a little bit of traveling around the country in Chicago and was down in Miami for a little while, and then eventually made made my way up to New York City, and um, uh, that was kind of my post uh, secondary education, you know, living in the city and getting a chance to play with some great great bands and great musicians and. Um, and doing every kind of gig under the sun that you can imagine and, and learning from all those experiences. Yeah, so tell our listeners a little bit about the Creative Improvised Music Project label recordings that you did. I understand sure. they got wild and crazy on some of their licks as well. Well, that's a, 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 a record label run by Bob Roosh, who um, also has Cadence Jazz Record and Cadence Magazine. And uh, Bob is a great supporter of, of jazz and creative music, and he started this label years ago to document what he thought were some some of the music musicians who who weren't getting uh, recorded and, and uh, getting some exposure. So we would travel up to his farm in upstate New York in Redwood, New York, and this is like traveling to you know the outer reaches of uh, of the the borders land, and uh, you go out to this farm and you set up in his living room. And his son, who's a, a great engineer, sets up this, uh, uh, these microphones that look like they're from NASA. And you gather around in the living room and you record for a couple hours and then go and have dinner in the, in the kitchen next door and then get up the next morning and record all day. And it's just a, a, a great uh, um, atmosphere to do that and to, to, uh, to play with your band and to connect with the music. And then you know that Bob is really supportive and will let you explore and go any any way you want. So I uh, had the good fortune to record, I, th I think it was five projects on that label with uh, uh, some terrific band. Uh, Ron Miles was on trumpet, Rob Thomas on violin, and Leo Huppert bass, Jay Rosen was on drums. Uh, it was just a fun, fun time to yeah. do that. Yeah, does that kind of sequestering yourself away uh, in a retreat fashion, does that bring out some real interesting uh, improvisations and some genius inspiration? Well, you, you know, you, you do get a, that chance to, to have a little isolation, and then you go out and you, you can go commune with the cows. And the, <laughs> and the uh, Steve Call knows a little, a little something about that, communing with the cows. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a great, uh, great atmosphere to do that. Well, fantastic. Let's get to hear you play some more with the band. We're going to be listening to Black and Blue by Thomas Fatzwaller, along with the anonymous French march from the 19th century called High Society. This is the Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band of BYU with guest artist John Gunther.
Well, that concludes our edition of Highway 89. I can easily say this is the most toe-tapping episode I've ever sat in on, and it has been fantastic. Our musicians have been the Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band with special guest artist John Gunther. I hope they'll come back and play for us again soon. The student musicians of the band were Jory Woodis on clarinet and saxophone, Osti Robinson, trumpet, Curtis Biggs on trombone, Zach Wiggins on piano and vocals, Zoe Jorgensen on bass, and Jesse Quebin Turley on the drums. And the band's founder and director, Dr. Steve Call, also came and conducted today. And I'd like to thank him for making this show possible and helping to arrange everything and invite our special guest, John Gunther, here. The Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band plays New Orleans-style jazz and concertizes throughout the United States and Canada. They are an award-winning BYU ensemble, most recently having returned from the Sacramento Traditional Jazz Festival, where they won nearly every instrumental award in the collegiate division. Congratulations, you guys. You can learn more by visiting their Facebook page at BYU Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band. We welcome your comments and questions about this show. For more information, email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. The show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Trey Hatch. Thanks for listening.